the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Everybody to another edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host Colby Powell with you as always. Remember to hit me up on Twitter at Colby J Powell at Locked On Pokes. Take a couple minutes to rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening, and head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Joining me now, as he does every single Wednesday, former Oklahoma State Cowboy Dion Imade. Dion, what's going on? Um, nothing much, Colby. You know how it is. It's- we're getting into June, so the weather's starting to heat up, and it looks like the media is starting to heat up, heat up as well. Yeah, it looks like uh, everything is starting to heat up everywhere. Um, and you mentioned players getting back to campus because it's June, and uh, Mike Gundy's very much been looking forward to his players getting back on campus. And now a few of them, it looks like, are going to be spending some time alone as they wait to uh, have access to the team facilities. One in particular that we have definitely confirmed, he himself has confirmed it, is Amen Ogbong Bamiga. Amen Ogbong Bamiga has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, he tweeted out, was this yesterday? Yeah, yesterday evening, Amen Ogbong Bamiga tweeted and said, after attending a protest in Tulsa and being well protective of myself, I have tested positive for COVID-19. Please, if you are going to protest, take care of yourself and stay safe. So that is kind of the first domino, Gabe. So then obviously you have to think to yourself, well, has he been around his teammates? Um, is this going to be an ongoing problem? What What's the deal here? And it's important possible to say, you know, without knowing what the source was or having it completely confirmed, uh, how much of this is true, but Gabe Eichert, who I worked with, who I'm friends with, have a lot of respect for, tweeted out 37 minutes ago and said some of Oklahoma State's incoming freshman football players were supposed to arrive in Stillwater yesterday. They were contacted and told not to report. I was told that happened because, quote, five players tested positive for coronavirus. So, Dion Amens confirmed it, but several others rumored to potentially have it. Uh, this could be a, I, I don't know. Obviously it's happening way early in June. So you've got plenty of time to get over it. Assuming everyone does get over it and remains healthy, but this is a big deal for Oklahoma state football. If they've had five players come down with it. Uh, I mean, even if it's just amen, it's still a big deal. Cause this is kind of the first one in college football. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm uh, the most nervous about because there's so many, you know, dominoes that could fall because of this. First of all, my concern is for the health of the confirmed case who stated it himself. Amen. Uh, I hope that he's safe and they, they do the right thing and they do right by him and he keeps himself in a, in a good situation. And, and hopefully he's able to overcome this not just for this upcoming football season, but also, you know, for the rest of his life. My second concern is the way that it was brought to our attention. Now, I know from being in that program how close everybody is and how they like to keep stuff in-house and let, and let it be unveiled the proper way through the proper channels. I'm concerned if that was the way they wanted that to be released. If you know, amen, tweeting that out. If he got, like, if he got approval from the, you know, you know from from the the people that be, like Gavin Lang, the media relations guy, and Coach Gundy, if they found out that he tweeted that out and he wasn't supposed to release that information, 
I mean, what's the aftermath for that? Because you gotta be, you gotta think about this. Amen saying that release it, although a lot of people deserve to know. And because of that, it, it, you know, it puts people on, on, you know, not on edge, but it keeps them aware that this stuff is still out here, but does it do a disservice to the school and football as a whole? Because there's a proper way to release that kind of information. You know, maybe OSU wanted to say, Hey, we went through some tests. We had a player be identified as testing positive because not, this doesn't only affect, like I said earlier, this doesn't only affect him right now in this upcoming football season. This affects him for the rest, maybe for the rest of his life and for potentially some of the things that he wants to achieve going on. Because the fact of the matter is, NFL scouts will look at this. And from what we've heard from scientists, this could affect your respiratory system for like the rest of your life. Real quick, this is really relevant for what you're saying. Have you heard Vaughn Miller talk about his recovery process since he got COVID? No, I haven't heard about it, but I do know that he tested positive. Yeah, he has said now, he tested positive very early. It's been a couple months now, and he has said, and you know Vaughn Miller, he is an elite athlete in the physical prime of his life, and he has said that a couple months later even, he is still really struggling with physical activity, and it is taking his body much longer to get back to normal than he thought. He doesn't have the strength that he thought he would have at this point. He he doesn't have the lung capacity to to work out and to breathe the way he needs to uh, that he thought that he would at this point. So it's taking much longer for him to recover and get back to that elite that elite athlete that he was before COVID. And think about that. Where does he play? He plays at the Mile High Stadium, you know? I mean, he, he plays in, in, in Denver, Colorado, where the altitude is, is even harder to breathe. So it's, he's, it's even more detrimental for him and his career because they play in circumstances on a regular basis. That's a rough, rough environment to be in. Yeah, it's hard to breathe up there anyway. So um, I'm, I'm curious with Amien's deal. So he releases it himself. Now the university is not wouldn't even be allowed to release his name, would they? I wouldn't think so. I mean, uh, I mean that's like HIPAA protection, I would think. Yeah, and see, how do those press releases get released during game week and stuff like that? Like, I guess the media is aware of players that you know. If a, if a certain injury happens during a game, then they're like, oh, okay, well, what's the scenario of him? But I don't know if they're privy to uh, injury reports like that. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think my guess is that they gave Amen the choice. I would guess that they told him that they could keep it under wraps. They don't have to release his name. They could say, we have had a player test positive. Uh, we're taking all the necessary steps to make sure everyone remains safe and we get this player back on the field as soon as possible. Um, or they told him, you know, if you want to let it be known, you can let it be known, but we're not going to do that for you would be my guess. We need to take a quick break. Dion, so hold, hold more thoughts that you have because I have uh, a lot more and we're going to come back and just continue to dive into uh, this important topic dealing with Amen Ogbong Bumiga and potentially these other Cowboys. So stay with us here on Lockdown Pokes. Welcome back. Locked on Pokes here. Colby Powell, Dion Imade with you on a Wednesday talking about everything happening uh, in the world right now. Not just the world of sports, but in the world. We know what's happening in this country with uh, COVID, with the protests um, against racial injustice. And, and Dion, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I think part of the reason that Amen maybe wanted it to be known, y- y- the 
the majority of his tweet, the bulk of his tweet is not about his COVID diagnosis. It's about where he got it. After attending a protest in Tulsa and being well protective of myself, I have tested positive for COVID-19. Please, if you're going to protest, take care of yourself and stay safe. I, I think part of the reason that he wanted to let this be known is because he knows people are protesting. He knows people are going to continue to protest. These are important issues uh, when we talk about racial injustice in this country that people are out protesting right now and, and trying to make our country better um but i think he wanted it to be known that he was taking care of himself and still got covid so protest please protest these injustices in our country please be careful so that you people you love don't catch covid i I think that that could be part of his motivation uh for wanting to get this out there yeah i think you're correct about that because i mean yes there's it's it's dangerous well, not dangerous. There's there's some cause and effect here where there's a risk that he could harm his future by releasing this information as far as far as potential futures with athletics and football. But he, I think it was it might have been a situation where he felt like he was obligated to release this information just in case anybody was around him or anybody in similar situations, and so he could make it aware. So I mean, even in, in, in my house right now, I mean, I live in Tulsa. That's where he went to go protest. Uh, a roommate of mine was out there, and he, when he heard the news, he became concerned and was like, oh, okay, I just I need to make sure I'm good. I need to take my temperature and make sure that everything's okay. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one that was feeling that way when they heard the news of Amen uh, that dropped. So so because of that, I think Amen did do, a, do the right thing for society as far as letting individuals know that, hey, you should probably be aware of this. Yeah, I, I can agree with you more. And I think that, you know, if, if I were at that protest, I'd probably be going out trying to get uh, a test before the symptoms showed up because I don't want to be the guy out spreading it. You know what I mean? It's you, you hate that we're living in these times and this is what it's come to, but we are living in these times and this is what it's come to. And, and the thing is, the solution is not to stop protesting. Like I said, these are important issues. And Chuba Hubbard um, took to, I think it was Twitter, maybe it was Instagram, and uh, had a very, a very simple statement the other day. He said, if you support us on the field but can't support us now, beat it bring change. And, and Chuba's basically like, you know, we're more than football players. There are serious things going on here. And I think we've seen uh, a lot around the world, around the country, a lot of support for change. Uh, you know, you saw like Sony delaying the release of the PlayStation 5 um, in, in solidarity. You see all these companies delaying the release of video games and movies and TV shows. Um, you see Chuba Hubbard's statements. You see all these things going on. Uh, even the NFL, which, you, you know, obviously it comes off as hypocritical, but even the NFL released a statement um, supporting what's happening right now. Um, so I thought Chuba Hubbard's statement was very, uh, very well said. You know, these are more than just football players. There are important things going on in our world right now, uh, and they need our support. So uh, I hope that Oklahoma State fans can find it in their hearts to, to do that and support these guys uh, as they fight for themselves and their communities. Yeah, and, and here's the thing about that. As, as young individuals, we are going to be living in this world and we want to see the changes made so that the conversations that we've had with our parents aren't the same ones that we have with our children. Me and my roommate stayed up late talking about that here recently. And we, we are at an age right now where 
we can create change and we can motivate individuals that are in the place of power to create change. And some of these athletes are have a platform where they can use to create change. And it's, it's good to see Chuba Hubbard, a guy who's not even from this country, you know, have a platform in this country and use it the right way. And, and it's not just Chuba Hubbard, it's other guys that play Division One sports and, and other athletes that I'm seeing throughout the country standing up and making a statement. And, and it's up to the, it's up to the guys who have the power, have the money and have the position to create these chains, to listen to these individuals that are saying, Hey, we are going to be in this world together. And this is what we're dealing with. This is the change we want to be, be, be made. Please help us out. And for coaches and, 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 you know, senators and politicians to listen to these kids, echo their message, and then try and help them because they're going to be living in this lot, in this world long after you're gone. Yeah, no doubt. That's very well said, Dion. Very well said. Let's, uh, let's take one final break. Let's come back on the other side. Let's wrap this thing up. I want to talk about, uh, you, you know, the potential ramifications of this uh, as far as college sports go, you know, guys come back into campus and immediately we have positive tests, uh, potentially how this could impact uh, what college football does moving forward. Obviously, they have plans in place, but I just kind of want to get into all that a little bit on the other side. Dion and Made with me here on a Wednesday. We'll be back on Locked On Pokes. Welcome back in. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell, Dion Imade. Take a couple minutes, rate, and subscribe this podcast. Also, head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything the Locked on Podcast Network has to offer. Uh, I'm so, so thrilled and so grateful to be part of such a great network. Um, we had a, a huge email chain yesterday. 200 people probably responded uh, about recording PSAs for the Locked On Podcast Network uh, about standing with those who are fighting against racial injustice in this country. Uh, And we had just about every host on the Locked On Podcast Network um, reply and and say that words are not enough. We need to take actions as well. And and just about every single host on the Locked On Podcast Network um, offered to donate out of their own pockets uh, to send to great causes that are trying to help in this fight against racial injustice in this country. So I am so proud uh, to be a part of such a great network uh, that is showing such support for its hosts uh, and for those who are marginalized and oppressed uh, in our country and in our world. So, uh, Dion, as as we kind of get back here to talking about Oklahoma State and talking about COVID. Amen Ogbongbamiga obviously now has confirmed positive. We've got rumors that there could be five positive. I'm really curious as to where this goes from a national news perspective because everybody probably remembers a couple months ago, Mike Gundy was national news, national news, when he was very pro getting the players back on campus. So he was kind of the national face of bring them back they're young, they're healthy. If they get it, they'll get over it. That's I'm paraphrasing, but that's kind of more or less what he said in that press conference. And now Mike Gundy, players back on campus, one of the earliest in the nation, already a confirmed positive test, might have five more confirmed positive tests coming. Uh, I, I don't think the optics for this are going to be very good nationally. And I think Mike Gundy uh, is going to have to endure these national guys going, going after him a bit again this week. 
Yeah, there there might be some heat uh, sent towards the Oklahoma State uh, coaching staff's way, and mainly for Coach Gundy. But I mean, it, I the, let me ask you this question: Was this inevitable when we got people in and and players back on campus? Was this going to like we knew they were going to have to test them? Was it inevitable that we were going to have a couple of cases? at each school. Uh, yeah, I do think it was inevitable. I think anyone who thought that sports were just going to come back and none of these players were ever going to catch it and it was going to be like, you, you know, we're keeping them in a bubble so it doesn't exist in sports even though it exists in the world. Like, that's just not how infectious diseases work. So I think anyone who thought that we yeah. were just going to be able to, you know, come back all peachy king and no problems uh, were being a little bit naive. I, I will say, I, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I should have been mentally prepared for it to happen this soon, uh, especially with everything that's going on right now. Uh, and I'm sure a, a lot of these young men out at protests across the country, maybe we should have been a little more prepared for it. But I was still caught really off guard and, and a little bit stunned last night when I got the uh, update about Amen. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Now that we have this information, now that it's, there's rumors that there are five potential players that tested positive, uh, what is the number for the NCAA for them to halt and make changes to their plans? Because there, the, like we just saw, we have five, we potentially rumor to have five. Then other, you know, schools and other universities and other football programs are going to have maybe less, maybe few, maybe none. But there's the number is going to climb, you know. And so, what's the number for the NCAA to say, "Hey, hold on, let's 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 try to make a a, a decision or alter our, you know." educated guesses here on when we're going to be able to, you know, reconvene and, and work out and actually get back on the field. Truthfully, and, and this sounds bad, but I think that number would have to be so significant that it would keep teams from actually being able to take the field because the, and, and again, this sounds bad, but we know college football is a huge, huge moneymaker. And without college football, how do you sure. pay for, how do you pay for the track team? How do you pay for the golf team? How do you pay for the tennis team and the softball team? It's it's one of those things where I think colleges around the country know that there are risks involved, but they also know that if they don't play football, they're going to have to dissolve other sports permanently that won't be able to come back because they can't afford it. So I, I think for the NCAA to change course and either push back or cancel the football season, uh, I think it would take a, a staggering number of cases that would actually prevent teams from taking the field. And that's a point that because of everything they have in place, I, I don't think and I hope we don't get to the point where we have a huge outbreak on one team that prevents them from being able to compete. Yeah, because I think you're right about that. I mean, money talks in this world of ours. And the truth of the matter is, and I know this for a fact, that in, in a lot of universities, you know, a lot of universities, the football revenue is more than 50% of the budget for all of that athletics it's more than 50 percent of the budget for all of athletics so they need these games they need this source of income so i think i'm i'm with you on that and you know i don't know how often me and you agree on certain subjects but it's it's very you know evident here that when football comes back 
it, it, I don't, it, it, and if, it, if it were to stop, it would have to be astronomical numbers where they're like, ah, we can't even risk it because a lot of money would be missing from the budget of a lot of universities. Yeah, and you and I talked a couple weeks ago about your playing days and guys in the locker room, you know, guys aren't stupid. Guys know that, that they are the ones who are making the money for the campus. You, you don't, I mean, players, they know how much their head coach makes. Like, they're not walking around with their head in the sand. They know that it's a big money operation. Yeah. It's just now it's a big money operation, and there are risks beyond just the risks on the field because that's what we have to remember. Football players in particular are already taking a risk by putting themselves on that field physically. So now whenever you have this additional risk, it's just – it's tough, man, and college football players are in a tough position right now. You want to play. You're playing for your future. Uh, you know, for a lot of guys who know they aren't going to pro, go pro, they're playing for their present because they love the game, but now there is an additional risk uh, associated. And I, I don't know, man. This is a tough time right now to be a collegiate athlete and to be a collegiate football player. So I hope that all of these players can continue to handle this with what I think is the uh, incredible grace that Chuba and Spencer and Amen and these other guys for Oklahoma State have handled it with, because I think everything that they've said and done have been all the right things to say and do. Yeah, and you're completely right about that. I mean, every time you throw on the pads and you throw on your helmet, it, there's a risk involved. I mean, the, although this sport does bring in the most revenue for most campuses and, and most programs, and most athletic department, every day these athletes put on a shoulder pad and put on some helmets, there's a extreme risk involved. But with added risk, does that make a difference? With added risk, with with what they are giving up, not just, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong, it's a privilege to play Division One football, but it's also something that you've earned, something that you've worked for. And that's something that other people are profiting from of your hard work. And with that added risk, are you willing to put your life, your life on the line for something that other people profit from? Because the, the decisions for you to be on that field or not be on that field, it's, it's, do, in, in my heart of heart, do I want to say that they're thinking about the players and their health and 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 what they're what's best for them in the long run. I want to believe that, but we live in a realistic world, and a lot of these decisions come down to what puts money in the bank. Yeah, and I'll say this: I do think that they are very concerned about the health of their players. I think they're concerned about the health of their players, but they need them on that field. So it's like they, they need them on that field and they want them to be healthy. They want to take care of them if they get injured. They want to take care of them if they get COVID. They do have all these guidelines in place. They've got separate housing set up on campus for quarantining. They're trying to do this as safely as they can, but they still need guys on that field because they still need those dollars coming in the door. Dion, that is all the time that we've got today. Uh, I think this was a really good, important conversation we had today. Uh, maybe next week we'll see where things are at, talk a little football. We'll just uh, play it by ear. I appreciate you joining me again. No problem. I'll see you later, Colby. Absolutely. That was Dion Amade, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, joining me here on Locked on Pokes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, back Friday, appreciate everyone listening to another edition of Locked on Pokes. Thank you.